Newsletters, newsletters, newsletters. What's up with them today? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they're that friend that used to be really cool and just like hasn't updated their style in years and you're wondering what's going on. Today, I'm so pleased that Shannon Curry, an amazing content writer, is here to share with us tips and tricks around how to really maybe give us our newsletter a makeover, maybe sort of give us some questions about maybe whether we should actually uh, do that or not, right? Like how, what's going on with that and how can we actually, uh, you know, ex maybe just sort of see like, am I hitting these markers, right? The standards. And I think newsletters have changed a lot over the years. So I'm so happy, Shannon, thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So this is the Thrive Biz Chat, and it's a weekly conversation I have with experts in business, and we talk about what it really takes, what it really takes to run a service-based business. I'm Selena Guerrero, your host, and I am also the founder of the Thrive Sales Accelerator, where I help service-based entrepreneurs generate more clients consistently so they can grow and scale their business. Shannon, I'm going to give you a little intro, is a uh, the founder and writer, of course, and the founder of Love Shannon. That's such a great name for a business. I just love that. Uh, she writes uh, as a, a lot as a, as a writer partner, right? Around newsletters, training, big content. You can talk more about your what you do. But I am so happy that you're here. And as you know, Shannon, I mentioned earlier, I love to start the show with how you ended up doing what you're doing because you know a lot of us just are doing new things these days thank you for being here yeah, absolutely and and so true selena it's uh i did not uh i came to this um job this profession this uh, career in a really sort of around the around the way sort of way um, my background is in theater um, and i came to writing basically through scripts and through spending time with uh, a lot of screenwriters and playwrights so part of my business really started with helping screenwriters uh, do their work and being a writing assistant for them. And as I kind of realized, because it was about story and there were so many entrepreneurs that were also reaching out to me and saying, I need help with X, Y, Z. I realized that everyone is really trying to also create a story for their business as well. So that's really how I came to have uh, Love Shannon. I think that's amazing. And, you know, it's interesting because when I think about people who are looking for um, writers for their business, you know, it's, they struggle with having like the right voice. Right. I could imagine your mm. background in in theater, like <laughs> creating new voices, uh, new characters would really lend lend itself to that. That's really that's really cool. Absolutely. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. Surprisingly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. <laughs> start interrogating you, Shannon. Here we go. All right, let's start with <laughs> what is a newsletter and its purpose? I mean, come on, like, what do we, why does yes. it exist in the world? I feel like in business, there's always these things and they just kind of exist and we take them for granted. But sometimes we just don't really say, what is the goal? What is it objective? What is its purpose in this world? I would love to maybe start off the conversation that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's true, you know, Selena, your point exactly. We hear about all the things that we're supposed to have. And I think if you're like, you're an owner and you're starting up your own business, you're like, okay, well, I've got to get social media posts. I got to be on LinkedIn. I've got to be on Facebook. I've got to be, and I've got to have all this stuff. Um, and it's true. You should have an email, in my opinion, uh, and a newsletter, but really it's a piece of your whole marketing ecosystem mm. really is what it should be doing. And in my opinion, newsletters are the thing that direct your clients to what's coming up in your business. They're a way to provide value. And they're also a way to like keep a, keep an, uh, an audience engaged with what you're doing by providing value, by showing up consistently and showing up in a place to look at the email itself as its form. You're showing up in the inbox, in someone's inbox. And like, Selena, I don't know about you, but I have, I mean, think about in an inbox. You have, <laughs> which we've already talked a little bit about the maintenance of inboxes. <laughs> exactly. But your inbox is a place where you get, you know, news alerts, you get your work emails, you get client engagements, you get contracts, you're going to get messages from your family, you're going to get updates from your kid's school. Like, it is a place where everything lives and it is an area of high traffic and where mm. folks, your clients have their eyes on their inbox. The average mm. American, believe this or not, 
checks their email, checks their inbox for about five hours every day. Wow. I don't, I don't know, know how, how, I feel, you... how I feel about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, so, I mean, it's kind of broken down to like your, your professional email, maybe three hours, your personal email about two hours, but overall average eyeballs are on email about five hours a day. And, you know, with the average uh, American spending, uh, 55% of Americans checking their email even before they go to work, 17% yeah. checking their email the first thing when they wake up in the morning. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a place where people are looking. And so you can see why it's important real estate to show up in. I like that idea of real estate. It's interesting because I think there is, when we talk about uh, social media, right? Like the amount of uh, content that's actually being seen by your audience is, you know, questionable. Mm -hmm. I think that is true to some extent in the inbox, right? But like, even if I don't open it, I'm still seeing like Shannon, you know, Shannon, 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 right? I, I mean, people are still visually seeing that. And, you know, it's interesting because I think uh, it, when I look at, marketing and sales for really well any business or especially service-based businesses there's mm -hmm. you know two things that they absolutely in my opinion need to have and that is email i know um uh, i follow this guy and he basically doesn't like social media at all he's basically really focused on search and he's really focused on email and i just it but i also feel like i feel like the reason we're having this conversation is because here cue up my next question which is like what has gone wrong because it just feels like people I and I'm guilty of this too where I just like oh I have to get it out like let me just write something or I know what yeah. to do okay but do you know it just feels like I know we're gonna get a little hint of this later but I got your email and I was like oh this is what a newsletter supposed to be like <laughs> it feels like I feel like I'm living in your world a little bit. Like mm. I feel like it has a little bit of, of a different experience than I think some of the newsletters, because of course you're a professional writer and you're really good at this, but I feel like things have gone wrong with newsletters. I, I mean, let's talk about that. Absolutely. And you mentioned a few things, Selena, that I just love. And it's so true about, uh, about uh, social reach, about our reach. And just to cap really quickly on that, because it's true, having a newsletter in and owning an email list, which I know you talk about on this all the time, but just to reiterate for listeners and uh, and those viewing, uh, you when you own that email newsletter list, that is your reach. And it's true. Yeah. We'll talk about how to get in inboxes versus if you get stuck in spam for sure. But you own those contacts. And to your point about social media and, and other places where because of algorithms, you know, you have 800 followers, that's great. But if you post something, maybe only 200 are seeing. And that's not true with newsletters, hence a great place to use your energy and to actually put a lot of energy into. Um, but yeah, speaking of energy well used, what has gone wrong with newsletters? <laughs> Absolutely. So we sort of chatted a little bit pre the uh pre the podcast here and i i asked okay for those at home i asked selena i was like what does your inbox look like be honest with me what does it look like is it a hot garbage fire like mine <laughs> yes yes right we get so many emails email saturation is a huge problem with being able to release your newsletter the average american receives working professional american receives 121 emails every single day. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's I, too it's, many it's, I told, Right. So like, <laughs> I mean, so how do we get our newsletter seen, right? Because it feels like the newsletters that I'm getting are not necessarily rising to the surface with such a high level of competition, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have that saturation for sure. And that is a problem. Another thing that gets us right out of the gate is a spam filter. So we all know that like email stops, uh, you know, you, you could end up in spam pretty quickly. A way to get out of that, to help yourself here. And this yeah. will take a little bit of, of work with your own email list, but it's a good reason mm -hmm. to one, if you're able to check your sender score, um, if Ooh. you, yeah, it, what it is will take that? A, well, you can check your, your sender score on things like, um, if you have an email provider service, you can do a little background check. It takes a little bit of finagling, but you can get your sender score. Now, the, a reason why you might have a poor sender score is if for some reason you were like e-blasting like a whole mm. lot of emails, it's kind of to stop that, um, uh, that cold email, you know, yeah. 
sort of mess that you can get into. Most people just have the average sender score like everybody else, right? Like we're oftentimes a newsletter will end in spam. Um, sometimes you can uh, you can change that a little bit with the way that you're positioning your subject line, which we can get into a little bit later. You know, maybe mm -hmm. don't write all in caps. Maybe don't right. fill your subject line filled with emojis. That would be super helpful. Um, though, okay. <laughs> These are some little tips. Um, but also it's really important to go through, if you keep your email list, to go back through it occasionally. And just like we kind of cull, you know, just like giving yourself a haircut, go through the list. See if people are not opening that email that that, that you've been sending. Right. If, they, if you are sending out emails, like say, you know, a thousand emails every single week and they're getting a very poor open rate, that can affect your sender score. So it's a good okay. reason to kind of call that, call down that list. People who haven't been wanting to open your email, maybe say goodbye to them. Let them opt in right. at another chance. Um, and yeah. then, oh, mm -hmm, sorry. It's no, no, go, go please, please, please. I'm ready, <laughs> I'm gonna, ready. All right, let's hit you with another. I was gonna say another thing that goes wrong <laughs> um, with the newsletters is when folks don't optimize for mobile, more than half of your audience is going to be opening their email on their phone. Now, yes, right? Like desktop though i love it it is not the average person's experience of internet yep. email etc yep now for optimizing for a mobile most of the time people i think assume that that means you know have a picture make sure it all looks okay when you go to preview mobile mode or whatever if you're using like mailchimp or convertkit something like that but really right. what you also want to think about is the density of the text like if mm. I write, yeah, if I write like three sentences on a desktop, that looks like, you know, a, a mild three sentences put into a mobile, you're going to have walls of text. And I think we just have to really recognize that when folks go to their e go to their phone to read things, if it's looking like, you know, a long form article from the Atlantic, that's not what they signed up for. You might want to consider breaking up that text. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about like... <laughs> This, the the issue of going into spam, right? No mm -hmm. big caps, not too many emojis, you said, right? Yeah, like one, okay. maybe. Be sparing. Okay. Be sparing. Okay, that'll send me into spam. And then, of <laughs> course, once you get in that, uh, especially for mobile, because I know what I'll do is I'll look at my phone and then I'll decide like, oh, the really important ones I'm going to save and then I'm going to go onto my desktop later, right? I'm going to just mm. like, oh, I don't want to read it now, right? But I get if it's completely overwhelming, I mean, forget it. And and so I think yeah. also like a lot of spaces, right? Not too much and then spaces. I think that's true um, for social as well, right? Like it's, it's, it's people, the long, unless you're really like have an audience that's all about this deep long form sort of yeah. thing. I think for the average user, just because you're having so many, it's just, it's just too much. It's just too much. You can't possibly digest like eight paragraphs. Yeah, It's just like delete or ignore or, whatever. So thinking about that use of the other person's experience. And you know what, Selena, that's such a great point that you bring up. The other person's experience is your experience. You yes. experience newsletters and receiving newsletters, receiving emails, just like your audience does. And I think when we sit down to write our newsletter, I think it's very easy to forget that your audience is actually very much like you. They're also yeah. opening their inbox to a hot mess of, <laughs> of a myriad of emails. They also don't have time. Um, they also open, you know, whatever social media platform. And if there's such a density of text, they're like, Ugh, like move mm -hmm. along, like, you know, or whatever. We don't spend a lot of time on that screen um, unless we're really searching for it. Our eyes and even yeah. as adult learners, we scan, we're scanners. So it's about short, crisp, concise sentences. And okay, so, some other things. That, oh, sorry. Go on. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, so anybody who's listening, like top yeah. line, whatever you do, keep it crisp. I mean, I don't want to like dumb it down, it. right? But no, but like you said it, like embrace the white space of, of give people breath and air. That's what it is. Like that's what it's sort of called on the page when it's you have more white in the background than you do have text. And that's a really key. Bullet points, put things in mm. bold, make it easy visually. So even if I'm just eye scanning, I get the point. Yeah. That's great to remember. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. Embrace the hashtag. Embrace the white space. That is which sounds something... so problematic, to be honest. If I, wait, if I'm why? Really... 
Well, I mean, out of context of a, of a newsletter, but yes, in the publishing world, that's what they call the white space of a page for sure. It sort of like puts you out of work. Embrace the white space. I don't need, I don't need many words. I, okay. I know we're going to get into, you have mm -hmm. done this amazing, uh, uh, you've got some special, let me see if I can figure out how to add this here. Uh, Absolutely. So, woo, some treats. special treats for those of you who are watching on the video here. And we <laughs> are going to talk about what makes for a great newsletter. And hold on, everybody, because Shannon is going to walk us through a number of really excellent examples. And I just want to say, like, uh, Shannon is somebody yes. who I have experienced is really good at helping articulate, like, bad good right like giving a giving people context for understanding how to make not just like do this but like you know what what's um like that transformation that makeover because a lot of us i think who aren't necessarily writers you know we can maybe do more white space or keep it crisp but like some of these strategies i think um mm. i'm just really excited you're going to exemplify some of those for us so let's get oh my started gosh, awesome happy to help because it's true like it's your own newsletter you got to make it yours but there are just some like little quick trip tips that we can give. So All right. I'll go to this first uh, one here. And my first tip in here, what I love about what we're, what we're looking at, or for those listening, this email has a very fun title. It's called the stupid email. And they've given that an acronym, but it's given a really fun standout title. And it also has a consistent release date. So for this particular newsletter, this person releases this newsletter every Friday. And because it is so unique in its title, and because I know in its promise it will be delivered every Friday, this is actually one that I look forward to in my inbox. And I would miss if I would miss it if they if they decided to ghost, uh, I, I would miss their email. So I think the takeaway here is something that stands out. If you can give your, uh, your newsletter some kind of a fighting chance as far as uh, taking a title, instead of going something like spring updates for photo sessions, <laughs> which I, no shade, if that's your newsletter, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I just named you at home, okay, my apologies. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> but why not try something like, um, great looks for the spring. And it's right. like, and every, you know, and you choose a consistent time where you, a, a make-believe photographer is going to release great looks and you can insert for spring, for summer, whatever. And so I know there's a consistent title and it's always going to be a consistent release date because part of this newsletter, yeah. Selena, you know, you've coached folks at home where it's like, you want to be consistent in how you're showing up to keep your clients your potential clients and this audience base warm, keep them interested in you. Yeah. So do you think it, I mean, I mean, consistency for me is like kind mm. of everything. And part of the reason that it's consistent, that consistency I believe is important is because you keep showing up. Right. Yes. But also on the back end of that, of that is that as a business owner, if, and this is my whole like philosophy is like, you just need to know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And so if you just say like, look, every Thursday I do this thing, it become it makes it easier on the back end as well from as a business owner. So it's really a win-win. I think that consistent piece, I think people will say, well, do I have to do it once a week? And honestly, my opinion is it's going to help you if you're consistent because you're building a yes. business and you're building assets over time and, and building relationships. So that, uh, yeah, like, Absolutely. And you're showing, you're telling your clients that you follow through on your deadlines, right? That's also part yes. of it too. You're showing, you know, and that's a real big thing when someone is looking to hire someone, you're showing up consistently. And when they warm to it, they're like, well, here's a person who's always been there in my inbox. Oddly enough, that's who I'm going to reach for. A hundred percent. I just mm -hmm. think that's so critical because, you know, I was reading this uh, blog the other day and they were talking about people want to hire, people are like, is this person going to be in business next week? You know? <laughs> and so just having that consistency over time is so, so, so important. And, you know, when I know well, we should get to the next one, but really quickly on the title, mm -hmm. what's interesting about that is I think, especially in the B2B world, it's like, you know, so much is it can be, people feel like they have to be very buttoned up, right? It's like yes. our news, remember in the old day, olden days, it used to be like newsletter, May, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, <laughs> very, just give me the date, one, the time. Right? Yes, exactly. Time and I think, case. right, you don't, you, you can still, I don't need to have fun with it, but you can have a personality. 
And this is like a great, you know, I know we got to move on. I don't want to take too much time. We're, we're going to come to this point as we go through. But Selena, that's such a great point. Like this newsletter is a chance for you to showcase your personality to the degree that is comfortable for you and your yeah. business and for your clients, yeah. because anyone can buy anything from anyone in the world today, truly. So yeah. why should someone buy something from you? You know, a hundred percent. All right, let's go to the next let's slide. Let's move it on. All right. So speaking of this is, uh, we're going to talk about logo and company branding. This mm. speaks a little to the idea of what we just mentioned with title. Um, and so it's important in my opinion, because I also like the look and design of things. I think the form is important and mm -hmm. giving your email some kind of standoutness. Yeah. Um, in the example that we're looking at, there is a like a kind of crisp, clean logo from this photographer. Um, it's just a small detail. People don't have to go, uh, you know, all out with gifts and pictures and, you know, like it doesn't have to be um, a spread of Vogue magazine, but something that is like logo and your company branding, it's familiarity that builds over time. Yeah. And, you know, it's that visual consistency mm -hmm. over and over. I have this extremely simple logo and it's like three red lines yes. and I just put it everywhere because I just, over time, I just want people to know, oh, that's, that's Selena or that's, or I, like, I don't even know who that is, but somebody that's familiar and, um, you know, just consistently over and over and over and over again. No. Um, you know, especially like we talk in the marketing and sales, you know, you need to build you know, it could be like 20 touches. It could, you need that, you need that visibility over time. And, you know, I talk a lot about, um, you know, how you can end up, you get a lead and everybody's like, oh, they're going to become a client. It's like, there needs to be the middle, right? There needs to be that middle cultivation. And like yes. you say, there's probably hundreds of people that do exactly what you do, thousands of people. So how do you just consistently show up every time, not only in terms of that, like that sort of personality title that we just talked about, but this mm -hmm. visual simplicity, right? Whatever your logo is, I would say whoever's listening, you know, just that visual consistency, because um, I don't know what the statistic is, but we, you know, like we, we, we absorb information, like a high percentage of information by what we see, not even what we read. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, I think what you've, you've put together here in terms of just, just highlighting that is a really important piece. And Selena, you speak to it so well. I love exactly to your point it's a visual literacy. And remember in mm. our inbox, we're the eye scanners. We're not doing a deep dive read most of the time. So if I like am going through my inbox and I see that logo, I already, and if I really wanna hear from this person and I see their business logo, then I might pause. It's making it recognizable. And also people going, are they still a business? Are people still doing stuff? Did this yep. person fly by night? Are they no longer there? If your company is showing up uh, consistently, visually, yeah. there is, again, more trust. Yep. All right. What's next? What's next? What's next? I'm excited. I know. I love what's it. What's next? Presentation. <laughs> I love um, it. Telling a story. Uh, uh, yes. I know. Now, this can get, I think this can get intimidating, but I want to remove the intimidation if possible. Okay. So I think a newsletter, it doesn't always have to be this way, but a way to convey information, and this is sort of the copywriter in me that says, you want a story. You want to lead by benefit in some, even if it's just, um, uh, well, we can get there. But this, um, this newsletter that we're looking at right now, this person uh, is selling, they're trying to sell their uh, online course creation. And basically okay. they're telling a story about a conversation with their husband where the husband is like freaking out. Like, are you ever going to make this much money again? And mm. our, our writer of this newsletter is kind of talking to us like we're a confidant. They're saying, you know, this is what my husband freaked out about last night. And I had to sit him down and say, you know what? We're going to be millionaires. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> or whatever the effect is. Right, right. But there's a in telling us a story. I mean, think about it. It's like talking to a friend. Yeah. And it's instead of just handing out dry, flat information like, hello, spring. I'm going to pour spring photo shoots. They're just on my mind today. <laughs> Hello, spring photo shoots now open starting May 24th. Book yours here. Click it. You know, right. it's like, okay, but I don't know you. Right. We want to build over time a way of knowing the person that is talking to us, is trying to sell to us and building a familiarity back and forth. So yep. 
maybe for tell a story for our poor spring photo shoot person. And oh my gosh, please, if someone out there has a spring photo shoot, please know I love you. <laughs> I love you. This is no shade. This is just my brain. Um, maybe for them, it's instead of just writing the dry facts, they're starting out with, hey, isn't this a great time to have your kids are almost done school. You're going to have a chance to all be together getting ready for the summer. What better way to cap off this time with them than investing in a spring photo shoot? Even something like that, it's like yeah. you're just talking to your audience. Uh, you're just talking to them like you know them already. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about that in terms of like sales, like for a sales side, but I've always felt like it's easier to, it's easier to kind of to make a sale if you're not going for the sale, but you're going yeah. for rapport. Yeah. Oh, of course. And I, what I love about that super simple example, it's kind of hilarious how simple that is, but it's like, it just puts it in context. It, it adds basically the why, right? Why are you nice. going to sign up for the online course? Because, you know, you want to accelerate the, your ability to make those millions and like have your spouse, like, you know, be calm or yes, why are exactly. you going to go get close? Cause you know, summer's coming and you have a little bit of time and right. Adding in that why is, is everything, you know? And I think sometimes we, we expect too much of mm. our readers. We expect, we have, we, we, I think often think that they should be assuming all this stuff. Right. Yes, <laughs> and it's yes. like all this voices in the back of their, like with the photo shoot, all this stuff in the back of the, you know, my, their mind, is like, it's there, but I think when you tell a story, it's like, oh wait, I relate to that. And that just changes everything. I mean, you know, we talk about stories so much, it's hard to, again, maybe you and I will have another conversation about stories. <laughs> yeah, that, that well, because it, it begins to feel like one of those things like, oh, you have to integrate story. Oh, you have to have newsletter. Oh, you have to, but nobody's actually breaking it down, right? What is its goal? Mm -hmm. What is its purpose? But this idea of story is really critical. And I love that really, frankly, quite simple example that kind of uh, really changes, changes everything in that yeah. moment that the person's reading. Yeah. I love it. You're helping them understand why they need the thing that you're providing. That's yep. All righty. Um, Ooh. And while we're speaking of helping your people, you need to provide value. Yes. Now, we often think about our newsletter just being like a, a company directory as to how these potential clients and past clients or whoever they may be receiving the list can give you money, right? Here are the many different ways that you can give me money. I've got a live event coming up. I've got a blah, blah, blah coming up. I have a course that you can buy, etc. That's covered. Don't worry. What's going to be more important, I mean, if you're going to sell to your audience about 20% of the time, you really need to provide value to them about 80% of the time. Ah, okay. I mean, that's my litmus for it. I'm yeah. not one, I'm not one to be like, I'm not one to shy away from a sale. I think you should always mention what you do, why you do it, and how you could make someone's life easier if they want to, if they choose your services. Absolutely. Mention that in every newsletter. But yeah. cramp, if you're gonna have that announcement for the photo shoot on one week, the next week, come out with you know, a list of, of blog posts for how to DIY your own iPhone photo shoot at home, how to, you know, take, uh, how to do the best, what are the best filters that are going, you know, really make it possible for your clients to enjoy hearing from you. And, yeah. and, you know, they will, I think maybe people shy away from, and we've talked about this sort of offline, you and I, but like, I think people shy away from sharing value because they're afraid that then po folks won't hire them. Yep. Do you have, yes. Do you have thoughts about this? What do you tell people when they're nervous about that, Selena? Oh my goodness. This is such a big thing. You know, the, mm. the thing about providing value is you are showing that you are, uh, that you actually know what you're talking about, first of yes. all. Right. <laughs> and, and I think, it, I think, mo I think sort of the most of the time is I'm going to, you're going to have different people in your audience, right? You're going to have some people that will follow you and learn from you and never hire you. We will have some people who will mm -hmm. like listen to you and then eventually hire you. And there's some that will hire you right away. And so I think when you're giving that value, you're continuing to support that larger community. And then some of them over time will become clients. But, you know, again, I was just saying like that assumption, like, oh, they, of course they know what I'm talking about. It's like, well, not really. You know, they've got 151 other emails they're going to go through that day. So For five I mean, hours. Exactly. <laughs> and so 
I love this idea. And I, I, I see a lot of people doing this where they kind of have levels of value. Mm -hmm. So like there's a free level of value with links to X, Y, Z. There's, you know, kind of uh, maybe more engaged uh, value, like, uh, in a, like a, a Facebook group is kind of a common one yes. or, and then the, the sort of highest level of value is a paid offer of support, right? So you can think about it that way, right? In consistently cultivating people at different parts of the sales process. It's yeah, I think it's, 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 it's essential. I mean, I think it's um, something that um, I, I just love that this, you know, in one of the emails, I can focus on a story and another one, I can focus on value. I can, I love that you're giving lots of different ways to kind of approach the content. So yay. Awesome. Yay. And don't be afraid to share uh, social proof uh, yeah. along with your value. Like if you're going to come out and, and offer and, you know, advertise your offer. And Selena, I love your point about everyone in your audience is, a different, is in a different seat. And yep. you can't only talk to the people that paid you because you've got to be growing the, growing that relationship with folks that may pay you eventually. Um, that's so important and we can't forget about those folks. Um, and don't be afraid to add uh, social proof. Um, if you've got, if someone just gave a testimonial, if someone just wrote about you on social media and it was a nice little, uh, you know, two, three liners, stick it in as an image. Why not? Yeah, this I is a that. great place to remind folks that like other people legitimately like me and have used my services and have benefited from it. You can too, if you'd like. I love it. All right, moving on. <laughs> Social proof. Okay, everybody. I want to release everyone from thinking that we, because we've talked about telling a story, because we've talked about giving value, that you have to sit down and write, you know, war and peace. You do <laughs> not. You do not. You can keep it short. No one ever hit unsubscribe because your email was too short. Like I used to yes. say in the theater, I was like, no one ever said of a play, like it could have been longer. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> your newsletter can work the same way too. You can yeah. keep it short and sweet. Um, you know, a great example of this, though it's not uh, this person here from Optin Monster, but great examples, Neil Patel, folks who are, um, you know, digital marketers or, or larger businesses, B2B businesses, B2C even, you know, who are releasing like, let's say, if, you're, if your consistency plan is to release like two to three emails every week, mm -hmm. oh goodness, people aren't going to be able to read a huge, you know, tome. Sending out little short clips, that's all good. If you can get yeah. your writing to be right to the point and hear the things to either check out or click, or we're just checking in to say, hi, have you taken advantage of this sale? If not, here's another place to go. It can be a simple directory because you know what? The chances of someone actually opening this and reading it really high. If I know that this is a short and sweet email. Yeah, I agree. Do you think it's um, like, do you specifically recommend that some are short and some are long? Or I mean, I don't know if there's really advice around that. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think it's like, it, it can it can be about also how you intend, how you want to have your newsletter uh, work. Um, this could okay. be something that you think about when you're putting together your newsletter. Like, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be a big update on your company that you send out once a month yeah. where you're sharing them about all these details? Do you want it to be, um, I get one from a leadership uh, service where they do, I'm sure they only send one out quarterly and it is huge because they're yeah. only releasing like one. And so they're like, someone will keep it in their you know, mark it and keep it and they'll yeah. return to it. They'll, they'll use it as a resource. But yeah. if you're releasing a bunch of them and you want it to be like every week, why make them super long? Um, yeah. And also it really depends on what you want to share. If you can share what you want to share in four lines and it yep. says exactly what you wanted it to say, we'll do that. There's n There I are no rules. Right. I love that. And I just think like, what is, again, what is the goal? What is the purpose? What is yes. the objective? Again, I always feel like we're just doing these things without thinking, what is, <laughs> what is this all for? Um, yeah. And then within that, what you're kind of saying is, look, if your purpose is to da, 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 and it, that requires, or that calls for a short email, do that, right? Like leading, not letting the tail wag the dog is just, I think that's so critical. And yeah, it is. It's about making decisions and what is your intention around everything. And that is my like that is my ultimate sort of rigor about any piece of content. I'm, I'm 
sort of saying like, well, what is the point of this? And what do we want people to do? And let's yeah. show that we've made decisions about it. Again, whether an audience can uh, articulate that at the forefront of their brain or not, I think it is a subconscious thing that people notice. And then it is a way to build trust and familiarity that it looks, you know, it, it looks like decisions were made. And then I have full faith in that company. Oh, yeah. Decisions were made. All right. I, I think that's, I think if we're actually just thinking about that, mm. even, you know, I mean, I know that sounds sort of like superficial no. and maybe not very brilliant or, you know, like very <laughs> insightful, but it's like, just if you're actually thinking about what is the purpose yes. and what, what tool am I going to use? What, what kind of, cause I think that's something that what you're really walking us through, like what's the approach here, right? That there's so many mm. roads, but we need to know where we're going. Right. Yeah. And what is your intention? Exactly. Just make some yeah. decisions about it and then you'll test all those and you can always change. Okay. Yeah. A clear call to action. So um, this is what is really needed in a newsletter, like big time needed in a newsletter. And if I, I think this is something that you can walk away and you could fix in two seconds on your next uh, upcoming newsletter. If you got the window open, if the browser is open in the convert kit, here's the thing to quickly check before you hit send. Have you clearly told your audience exactly what you want them to do? Yep. And I think people sometimes, or or we can all get a bit squiffy about it, right? Because we uncomfortable about sale. If we feel uncomfortable about what our offer is, we might not be as direct and bold as to tell someone what to do. But honestly, give your audience a bit more credit. They'll decide if they want to, but we have to make it easy for them to say yes to something. So in this example. Um, we have, uh, well, this is from Marie Forleo. Hello, Marie. Um, and she's wanting, <laughs> hi, Marie. She's wanting us to sign up for um, a, uh, um, a webinar that she's got, a VIP wait list. And so it's like, okay. click here now to join the VIP wait list. I mean, there is nothing, um, there's nothing confusing about that. Yeah. Take away all the mystery for me. Instead yep. of saying something like, Sign up today for your free chance to transform your life. Okay. I'm so sorry if I've called out somebody's call to action out there. But, <laughs> but I don't know what that means. And so you've actually given someone more work to do because they're not sure. They're not sure what to do next. Yeah. You know, it, I, again, I just think from, from back to that sort of 151 emails a day, I, I'm yes. not sure I'm getting that right, but you know, it's like, <laughs> It's like the, you and and the white space and the story and and sort of just like getting me engaged and like I need to know quickly. I need to visually see what 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 can I do next? Yes, Maybe help people me. aren't going to want to do something next. But that is a I mean, it's a big pet peeve of mine. It's like, I mean, because I feel like, um, yeah, it ha like it's sort of like the like just say what you want, like sign up for this on this date yes. is all you need, right? It's all you need. And give <laughs> someone something to say yes to. They can yes. say no. Yes. If you've given them some things, that, are you free September 14th? Do you want to sign up for this? Yes. Right. And I know exactly what we're doing. Mm. All right. Yes. Agree. We shall move ahead. Okay. Okay. I love this. This is a recent thing that I saw in, uh, in my inbox from from a, a newsletter and I just thought it was brilliant. So I wanted to bring it mm. on and share. Ask to be moved to the inbox. Now, this yes. is the first time that I've ever seen it, but I, brilliant. Remember how we talked about at the beginning where it was like, why do I keep landing in people's spam? Well, a good way to mm -hmm. not land in spam is to actually start landing in people's inboxes. Yeah. And you can just fully, full on, Ask your audience, hey, do you like this content? If you like it, why don't you do me a super huge favor? Move me on over to your inbox because that's where the party's at. Or a good way to do this is to reply to this email and let me know that you're listening. Because the minute that your emails get opened and then you get a reply, they start showing up just by the way that spam filters work. They start showing up with more uh, ability or they have more ability to show up in your, uh, in your inbox versus spam. I've heard that before and you're reminding me because I kind of forgot about it, but right. I just want to reiterate that, that for the audiences. So when you, you are sending out all your emails, mm -hmm. if you say reply to me, I sometimes I'll say like, it's me, I'm not a bot, you know, it's actually yes. me. Um, and they reply, it sends 
you know, that information to the, like the email gods that says, oh, this is a real person. And this is like, you get ranked higher. Right. So I think yes. that's great. And then also the inbox thing, because like, especially if you're using Gmail, you know, you've got, uh, that's cause that's what I use. I don't know what the yes. other ones are like, right. You know, you've got like updates and social and <laughs> promos yes. and all that stuff. And the minute you get moved into that inbox and cause the whole idea here is you spend all this time exactly. right, writing this stuff. And then if it doesn't actually end up in, you know, if people are actually receiving it, it's all for nothing. I hate to be sad about I it. I know but it's so, <laughs> and people feel strategies. burned. People feel burned on a newsletter because they're like, I agonized about this every week. And then, you know, I watch the numbers and nobody's opening it and nobody's replying. And I'm like, have you told them to reply? Yeah. Because you mm. know what? It's it, just ask them, just see if they do. Some yeah. one or two people might. And you know what? The minute that they reply, that's when those spam filters, like you're saying, and Gmail, Gmail's bad for it. It's kind of notoriously like got a very high uh, filter. Yeah. Um, but okay. but uh, yeah, the minute that someone replies to it, all the filters go, oh, it's real mail. Okay, cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, that's really important for getting, you know, in into people's lives. Okay, I love that. Yes. And I want to say last but not least, if I know my own. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> shameless, shameless, she's shameless. You got to make your newsletter your own. And I'm sorry, uh, this is a show and tell, bring and brag situation. For those listening on podcast, you don't have to suffer through the visual of my newsletter, but for Stop. those watching. <laughs> For those this who are is... listening only, there's a beautiful <laughs> image of Shannon's newsletter. And I did I say this earlier that I got your e newsletter? I did say this earlier. I got your you newsletter did, and yes. I was like, oh, I get it. You know, and then because the thing is, is okay, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. So tell no, tell I was what is what what should we what should we oh you make it your own. That's the, the concept, make it your own. Right? Now, this is my like my own personal joy in even having a newsletter because like everybody else. I was like, okay, I've got a business. Okay, now I got to let people know. Now we got to like do all these things, post on social, do that. Oh, I guess I need a newsletter. Like I was doing all the same decisions and I actually took a moment of pause and went, okay, hold on, you're a writer. Hold on, this can't be, you got you to show up with something good. And personally, what I found was really lighting me up about it was that I was like, is this my chance? I know it's going to sound so silly, Selena. So I'm just confessing it right here, right here and now. Full spill the tea confessions. I sillily was in my apartment going, is this my chance to be like running Vogue? Is this my own magazine? Is this my chance to share the, to the world? I freaking love writing my own newsletter. And I'm like, I put together like to me, but no, it's not like anybody else's, which I enjoy, but I right. share media. I like to share articles that I've read that are like not related to starting a business or writing for your business. I'm like, here is a really great, interesting for this one, Free Britney. I shared like uh, uh, the latest article that came out in the New Yorker. And I was like, it to me, it just felt like being in touch with friends. And I wanted yeah. the newsletter to be a way that one, people get to know me. They know what's going on with the business, yada, yada, yada. But they also know who they would get if they want to collaborate. And because a lot of what I do ends up being kind of a collaboration with entrepreneurs and with screenwriters for sure. But I wanted, I wanted people to know what I was like, and I wanted to bring them uh, something that they might actually enjoy, just like sort of sharing playlists and tape, tape cassettes back in the day of you're an old millennial, such as I. Um. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is uh, it is totally on brand, of course, because the name of your company is Love Shannon, right? It is it is a warm feeling. It is a very personal, right, to have the yeah. word love in your business name, right? And uh, of course, it's the signature of right of a writer, which is all makes sense to me. And you know, I think mm -hmm. that this, in some ways, is the hardest part. Um, totally aging myself, but just certainly like when I remember working a gazillion years ago with somebody who had this, no one, no one. Okay. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. The rest of the world will not, but she had like a Yahoo list, like, which was like an old and like a prior thing where you kind of would just send it, but you didn't actually know if anybody opened it. I don't even know how that worked, honestly. And I was like, there's this thing MailChimp. And actually, if you put it together, you send it and then you find out who's opening it and all this stuff. Right. That was, I mean, we forget that actually, like there was a world before that. And um, mm -hmm. what was so much what I loved about that process was giving people, helping people understand that they got to be publishers. It's sort of like what you were saying, like, oh, I get to do my, I get to create my own magazine, my own Vogue. I get to do what I want to do. What, what what I put in the pages of my own magazine, so to speak. Oh, and gosh, I think yeah. what I, right. And then she was like, 
what do I say? And so I think Mm -hmm. when I think about newsletters and I kind of started this conversation with, are they the old friend that, you know, Mm -hmm. needs an update? Have we, are they the neglected old friend? It's because I think that when they first started, again, I'm old enough to be able to tell you that I know when that started, so to speak, you know, you, people were excited about the opportunity. They had the ability to communicate directly and yet, and yet, what were they going to say? And I think Mm -hmm. of make it your own is something that is hard. It is something that is hard because you all of a sudden have to decide who are you going to be? You know, that's such a great point, Selena. And it is the thing that like, I know that it is, it is what people struggle with in terms of like, make it your own. And, and what will that end up looking like for folks? And you can also experiment. Some of the ways to like guide are to, are to say like, what does my, what does my client base need from me? So I think we could also look at, at ways of like, what's my client, what are my clients like biggest problems? And you can also get that in terms of like, you know, when people do discovery calls with you and for anyone at home who has their own service business, start recording like the things that make them scared. Start yeah. recording like not not a tape deck, but I mean, like start writing down the things that make them just be a real creep about it. I was writing down the things that make them scared or the things that they're saying that they need fixing with, because you have that text then to go, okay, if I was talking to my client, which is exactly how I, how I say, like, make it your own. It's that you're talking directly to your client. What does your client want and want to know that you can do and what do they want solved? And you get to drop into their ear a little bit. Yeah. That's the, and, that's the real trick of copywriting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get to be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, who am I? How would I as a business solve this problem? Because everyone's going to do it a little differently. So it's Absolutely. a double-sided thing. It's like, am I like, I love that idea of just writing the things down that they're the concerns, their questions, and then addressing that when we talk about what are we going to put in the newsletter, addressing that, but you naturally are going to address it in a way that's different from somebody else, right? Absolutely. You have to have I faith that there's no one else like you. There is that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, they could, oh, again, authenticity, it's so overused, but at the end of the day, it's so true, you know, right? Make it yeah. your own because what happened with the worst thing. Okay. I'm not going to say the worst thing because you're the professional here, but one yeah. of the, one of the worst things you can do is not have no personality is just because I, I I think I've definitely suffered from that, right? Like just, oh, sure. I have to be very buttoned up. Or I have to be very professional and I have to be very solution oriented. But like you need to breathe a little life into it for sure. I think this is this is a really big aspect of, of successful newsletter writing. Mm, <laughs> yeah, well, I do agree. And I know how hard I was thinking about it this morning. Like, I know how hard it is for women, female identifying folks, you know, anyone marginalized to have to have a voice to own your voice. Yeah, you're not this is a different journey, right? And uh, I feel like with every year, I'm even getting more and more into my own voice and owning it. It's not something that happens overnight for sure. But Mm -hmm. to your point, way better to express what you want to express and come out with a voice versus playing it safe and and not saying anything, you know, strong and wrong a little bit sometimes if you got to go that far, but you likely won't in sharing your own opinion and your, your expertise. Thank you so much, Shannon. Okay, I want to uh, tell everybody, Mm. uh, you can look on the screen here to, I want to really encourage you, and this will be in all the comments, to go to linktree forward slash love Shannon. You'll see that in the notes. Shannon has an amazing uh, list of, of different pieces of value that she can share with you. And I just want to tell you, I've gotten her newsletter. I've, I, she has a, a wonderful, amazing what is it uh subject the subject line, line makeover if yes. you this is free for anyone like it's, it's tell everybody about that yeah free for folks yeah free for folks for listeners for those watching thanks so much for tuning in obviously you can get go to this link grab uh there's a freebie there the uh subject line makeover happy to share this to me helps like because we've been talking about what happens when you're in the inbox and people have opened your your newsletter but even just getting someone to open your newsletter might be a, a little bit of a miracle sometimes so way to get a good head start is to think about what your subject line looks like for tips and tricks just grab that it's yours and uh and know that it comes in my love <laughs> i've used it and like i got the second highest like open rate in like months so i'm just 
go go get this today do not do not delay because you're right you're going to spend all this time making all these amazing changes and then yes. you, you have a bad subject line and nobody opens it to find the nobody even opens it and then we all cry all right, i love it don't do it <laughs> okay uh oh i want to just say quickly um Okay, so one one quickly thing before yes. we go, I want to also share with everybody that if you go to um, Lead Gen Five and you're looking mm. for five ways to get new leads, so that you have people on your newsletter list, right? You need the leads because you got to have people in that newsletter list to get your Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. You know, you got to be Alan Baldwin. Get those hot leads. <laughs> Check that out. God, please don't. <laughs> Oh, that's so ancient. Okay. I mean, so like, oh, there's so many feelings I have all of a sudden about that. Um, oh, no. Okay. So lead gen five, but um, okay. Any, thank you so much, Shannon. Any final words for our audience today? I would like mm. leave us with what, what we need to know. What you need to know. Here's like the, bi the biggest thing, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing that I want to say, because I know everybody's going to go, go away and like make a big plan. Hopefully make a big plan, figure out what your next newsletter is going to look like. Here's my, my, one piece of advice, track the data because you are mm. not going to know what works or what doesn't work until you start looking at the numbers, right? What looks at gets managed for sure. Any of your like newsletter subscriber, like uh, any of those sort of platforms, ConvertKit, MailChimp, whatever they have, even the free versions have a basic analytics tool. And this is where you get to know what did I just share and how often Things to look at are the open rate, um, your click rate, if you've put in like an offer and you want to figure it out, or the reply rate. Those, keep track of all that. Keep a little spreadsheet for yourself. It doesn't have to be fancy. Write it down and write down anything that you experimented with while you're trying it. Did you experiment with a new subject line and did it increase your open rates? Did you experiment with a free, like a free promo, which you don't normally do, but somehow it got a bunch of clicks? That's the only way that you're going to know over time what works for your business or what doesn't with your newsletter. Yeah. And I will say that I, I don't enjoy doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do. I mean, this is why you're giving us the advice because we need to just like at the highest level, just like go in and see over the last couple of months, like what, what do people open? What do people click on? Yeah. And it's hard because you're ready for like, you don't know what's going to, you know, oh, look. you're like, oh, right. Did anybody open it? Like, and, oh, so I I'm going to put that out there because I think that's the best advice because you have to be willing to get that yeah. feedback loop to increase, to improve over time. So, so oh, you I can hire knowledge and not I can just easy, look but at take, it for you. <laughs> take Shannon's advice, but it's okay if it doesn't feel good. Just do it anyway. Just do it because you know, that's how you're going to grow it. That's how you're going to grow it and figure out your strategy. So important. So important. We need that feedback because it's a relationship, right? We need that. We need that. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shannon, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I have loved this. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be here next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm going to be talking to uh, Debbie about uh, boundaries for business owners. So we're here always to talk about what it takes to run a thriving service-based business and newsletters is one and boundaries is definitely another. So I hope to see you next week. Thank you again, Shannon. And thank you for everyone who's here today. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>